0: What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast, November 15th edition, brought to you by Onnit.com. Go check out our podcast page, Fightful.com slash podcast. Open up any of those links, any of those pages, rather. Click the Onnit link. You can use the supplements, equipment, and apparel used by the likes of Bailey, Seth Rollins, Triple H, MMA fighters like Donald Cerrone, Joseph Benavidez. Tons of people use Onnit. I personally love to use that Alpha Brain. Helps keep me going. I do a ton of podcasts every week, work very long hours. Alpha Brain helps keep me on the top of my game. I am joined by Shake Them Ropes' Jeff Hawkins'. <laughs> Jeff? Yes. This was a noteworthy close to SmackDown 900. I thought the close was pretty darn good,
2: to be honest with you, especially, yeah, you're right, noteworthy, because that was an announcement. there was an announcement in there I wasn't expecting. Um.
0: Yeah, shocker. Uh, The dude gets hip surgery like two months ago, shows up at a Cavs game, and all of a sudden he's ready to go.
2: Yeah, that's uh, fascinating. Is this a full-time thing, or do you think it's just kind of the uh, up-until-mania season and out?
0: Probably up-until-mania season and out, but shocking that he's even doing that.
2: Mm. Yeah, no, especially at his age. and I mean, it's... I, I, I wonder aloud... If the company came to him and said, we lack star power on this show, can you come back? I hope it's not that, because I think the star power is fine. I just, it's not there. I don't think we're going to see him on a week to week basis. Really? I mean, do you, do you think we're seeing, going to see him on a week to week basis on SmackDown or just kind of like the special event program, kind of like how Brock Lesnar is right now for Raw?
0: Probably like that. Okay. But if if they did have him on a week-to-week basis, that wouldn't surprise me after what he said because now people are expecting it. Mm. But I I wouldn't expect to see him at live events. Maybe the big ones. Maybe he pops up at MSG on December 26th. Yeah, I would expect that. Still, uh, not something that really anybody had predicted. The Undertaker coming back. Hey, that's good news for WWE. You have a player here. But, I mean, I would hope that they make somebody off of him while they have him. Oh, that – you know what? I (laughs) don't know. I don't don't
2: know. I don't – that doesn't seem to be their playbook whenever they bring these guys back is to then create someone new. It's usually who do we feed to this guy to keep his aura up, and I don't know. I think it will help sell tickets for the Alamo Dome, definitely.
0: Yes, it will. When he said he wasn't going to let WrestleMania define him, I was like, oh, shit, is this him saying that he is not going to perform at WrestleMania anymore? Then he said the exact opposite. I legitimately thought when he said, I'm back,
2: you know, digging holes and taking souls, I thought he was going to ask to lead the SmackDown team. Yeah, I thought that was going to be the move here. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't. I mean, I like that they, he gave Shane the rub here. It just seems odd. Yeah, I'm coming back, but not for the Survivor Series match. No, 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 not for that big event. No, afterwards.
0: Still no explanation in regards to that match that he had with Shane McMahon that had zero ramifications whatsoever, as it turns out.
2: (laughs) Oh, no, now it's a sign of respect. He's the man who knows no fear like Daredevil.
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll go through the show chronologically. Um, oh yes, <laughs> there's going to be a part here where you may need to
2: back off and just let me rant for a while. That's 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 That's, sure. that's the reason on my on my Chiron uh, there. I have triggered Jeff Hawkins because I got I, I got myself into a bit of a tizzy over something they did on this show.
0: Well, that's what we're here for. Yeah, talk shit. The Miz versus Dolph Ziggler kicked off the show. Good per usual out of these two, I thought. But The Miz won. And I thought that was kind of a bummer because I'm sure he and Sami Zayn will have a good match. But I was all too ready to see a uh, a Sami Zayn versus Dolph Ziggler match at the pay-per-view with some real stakes. Now, you know it would be interesting if not only did the Cruiserweights come to SmackDown, but... If before the match, you see Stephanie and Daniel Bryan backstage and they trade each other, The Miz and Sami Zayn, then Sami Zayn wins the title. How about that one? How about that one?
2: Yeah, but I I still think The Miz, you know, I I, I don't know. I, I was lo- really looking forward to the Ziggler-Zayn he, match.
0: He really is SmackDown, though, to a degree. You, know, you have AJ Styles, yeah. too, but.
2: Yeah, you need, you can't take away that much heel power, and just like that, I I think Miz eventually gets ported over to Raw. I I don't know. I think this is storyline purposes, and I'm not sure which it is. To me, it was like three scenarios when I was thinking about it. It's either the cruiserweights are coming to SmackDown, and the Intercontinental Title is going to Raw. Now that could be two scenarios within itself. It can be either the Miz is going with the Intercontinental Title in a trade for Cesaro or Sami Zayn wins the title here to feed it to Braun Strowman. Either that- they've, they've had,
0: yeah, They've had an awful lot of trade talk, and they keep bringing up Cesaro and Sami Zayn and The Miz and all these people wanting to be traded. And they haven't done a trade, keep in mind, since 2005. Right. So And, the,
2: and then the Cruiserweights go over to SmackDown. So, I mean, but th- there's a story here also with, with Miz still incorporating the Daniel Bryan stuff, yeah, that this is a way to bring up Samoa Joe possibly, or even Nakamura if you wanted to, but I still think it's going to be Samoa Joe if it was either of those two afterwards as a proxy for Daniel Bryan uh, to then go after the Miz. I think that's one of the, those are the three scenarios we have.
0: There are a lot of question marks heading into the show, and I like that. That's a good thing to me. I don't want to know yeah. what's going on.
2: Yeah, but I was really looking forward to kind of that "quote unquote" purest work rate match that Ziggler and Zayn might have given. Oh not, yeah, not, not that you know, not that Miz is a huge step down, but it's still a step down in many ways. And I th- and I and I do think Miz is going to end up screwing Zane out of the title.
0: Right, so it's going to be one I, of those types. Of I match, wouldn't so. mind if Dolph Ziggler said, "You know what? I would like my rematch clause, and I would like it at Survivor Series. A three way. Yeah, yeah, that would be."
2: Mm. as the
0: kids say as the kids say do you realize what kind of weekend I have ahead Jeff uh, busy
2: I would assume because you have a UFC card you have a Survivor two. Series two, two UFC, UFC cards. cards that's right you have a fight night wait what else other than the fight night
0: two UFC shows Bellator Bellator which is Chandler versus Ben Henderson and MVP okay NXT TakeOver Toronto yes Kovalev versus Ward. Yes. Four four of those are going on at the same time.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Four of those. Then I have Survivor Series the next day. And will you
2: be doing four podcasts afterwards at the same time with various
0: people? I'll be doing three podcasts. We are going to do (laughs) an NXT TakeOver Toronto podcast right after TakeOver. And normally I would try to lump MMA in there, but I don't want to make these people wait until like 1 a.m. for a podcast. So what I'll do is me and Showdown Joe will pop up on Sunday – We will cover all three of the MMA cards plus the boxing fight. Mm. I think that's a little bit better. It gives us chances to actually watch the fights. Uh, Hopefully I can get that done before the Bengals play, although I'm not that sure I want to watch the Bengals play anymore. Let's let's take a minute. The
2: offensive line is old. The defensive line has lost half a step. The defensive backs have lost half a step, and we have no wide receivers other than A.J. Green. I'm so mad about that game. So let's...
0: We do have a former TNA World Tag Team Champion on the
2: team, though,
0: and they can't take that away from us. No. Well, they can. They have. He'll, he might get suspended again.
2: Yeah. Ugh.
0: We'll, we'll talk about the Bengals maybe a little bit later. Yes, or maybe we won't because I I, I don't want to be depressed. <laughs> so <laughs> the Miz wins. The Spirit Squad comes out now. There are a lot of people on this show that are recurring characters now not under contract. We've yeah. got the spirit squad. We've got the Headbangers, We've got James Ellsworth. They have really embraced this on SmackDown, especially. Why do you think that is?
2: Overhead doesn't cost as much to keep guys on a per diem basis as it is to put them under contract. Uh, and you know what? They do need you know you need guys you can beat, and these are guys you can beat. All these guys that, that are not under
0: contract. Were you shocked to see the Headbangers back again? I was. Uh, yeah, they are they are a SmackDown tag team now.
2: Oh no! I went. Huh. Okay. They're getting another payday. Good for them. I I, <laughs> I was shocked. I was shocked that they did this four on four tag team match tonight. I, I yeah that did surprise me. I was like, okay, who are the other four teams? And I'm looking, I'm looking at it. All of a sudden, they pan over as the headbangers. I go, well, that makes sense. It's
0: a surprise, yeah. but it makes sense. They've been in the tournament and uh, the qualifying match. And now this. Hey, I'm down for that. Why not? They were there as basically apron ornaments anyway, except for that fucking bump that <laughs> Thrasher took off the top rope. He took a... Belly to belly superplex off the top rope at age forty-seven. Sure, why not? You know, <laughs> he didn't wrestle for several years. <laughs> you know what sad
2: You know what says in the next week. That's not the wor- that's not the oldest guy who's going to have to take a worse bump
0: because
2: <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. goes to gold, right. Yeah, so <clears throat> get ready for old men yeah. getting thrown around on their back. It'll be great.
0: Well, I mean, you know what? You you don't <laughs> get a lot of people over. On your own, you're going to have near 50-year-old men like Goldberg or Chris Jericho or even now The Undertaker taking bumps for you. Miz won the Intercontinental title. Lots of question marks there. I will go out on a limb and say Miz is one of the greatest Intercontinental champions of all time. One of. (laughs) Well,
2: (laughs) that's such a vague list because it's like, okay, out of how many? How many's on your list? It. Yeah, it's, that's
0: you should, why I can say it. He is definitely an inter,
2: he is definitely an intercontinental champion.
0: I think he <laughs> legitimately did help bring prestige back to this title. I, I, that talking smack promo was a big thing. That was a big thing. I'll put it this way. I think he's possibly top
2: two, top three of the past five years to hold that title.
0: I think he's maybe the greatest wrestler I've ever seen. <laughs> in the ring, even.
2: Are you prone to hyperbole today? Is that what it is?
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I am. Uh, <laughs> we get a recap of uh, SmackDown getting the shit kicked out of them by Team Raw. Something that I would show on the SmackDown broadcast if I were the production team.
2: Oh, jeez. <laughs>
0: But team
2: blue laundry, team blue laundry versus team red laundry, stand there and talk with each other as opposed to just brawling for a while.
0: Hey, we did get a pleasant surprise. Okay, Oni Larkin (laughs) popped up and faced Kalisto, even for a brief few minutes, and he came out aggressive. Kalisto, he did a real pro move, a real pro move when Kalisto covered that springboard spot. Yeah, immediately cover. I remember like the first time I saw that. Of all people who pulled the pro move, it was Jeff Hardy when Shelton Benjamin screwed up a springboard and fell flat on his head. And that's really what you're supposed to do. That way, if they can't continue, they won't kick out. Yeah. And everything looks okay.
2: No, you and I had the exact same thought. When when I saw that, I go, man, I hope that gets him some bonus points in the back.
0: It should. With,
2: with management, because that dude just made Kalisto's fuck-up look great. Made him, made him, made look, him
0: look natural. Yeah. Which, the thing, the irony is, it wasn't supposed to happen. And people will be like, ah, oh, he botched. Well, you know what? Sometimes it that happens. shit happens. It happens. In a real fight, in a fake fight. Yeah. Sometimes that shit happens.
2: Yeah. It's, I remember it,
0: Sam Rock throwing a head kick, falling flat on his ass, and getting beat up.
2: Yeah, there, there's, there's nothing. I mean, <laughs> there are times when a you effed up chant is, is funny. And there are just times where it's like, look, just let it go and let these guys do their job.
1: But it was, was it was it was
2: nice to see uh, the the artist formerly known as Biff Music on a on a main television show. I I I, was, I never expected that. I thought he'd be in NXT forever. You know, his look was always kind of like I always kind of went well. He and Tommaso Ciampa kind of have very similar looks, so to speak. And they're you know, I thought they would basically be there to just get beat by guys. And
0: I love it, Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, the way that they wrote him off of. ROH is one of my favorite things in wrestling history, honestly. Mm. Did you ever see that?
2: Remind me, because I think I had tuned out of <laughs> ROH by that point.
0: So they had the thing where he would attack refs, and Nigel McGuinness was like, if you touch another official, anybody in an official capacity here in Ring of Honor, you are fired. Oh, okay. Like, you're gone. So they teased it forever. Like, he would accidentally run into refs, and like he'd be like, oh shit, I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to lose my job. And he would panic about it. Well, everybody knew he was leaving, and on his last appearance, he lost, and everybody knew he was going. The crowd knew it, and he just beat the living (laughs) shit out of a referee. (laughs) I mean, beat the crap out of him, like tossed him all over the place, and (laughs) to, to great jubilation from the crowd. It was like his going away present. It was one of my, literally one of my favorite things in wrestling history. I loved it. Uh. Also, one of my favorite things in wrestling history is Natalia, since I'm big on hyperbole. (laughs) She pulled her Kevin Dunn and came in blowing her whistle, baby. Gives Alexa Bliss a pep talk after um, Alexa is being told to focus on Survivor Series, even though she wants her rematch. You know the Kevin Dunn story, right?
2: Uh, No, I don't know the one you're referring to, I don't think.
0: He was a big fan of Flowrider. Okay. And the song Hit Song Whistle to the point where he would walk around backstage singing it. Oh jeez. Not understanding the undertones, the sexual undertones of the song.
2: Mm, oh that's no bueno. That's not good. Oh, uh, let, me yeah. put it, let me put it this way. <laughs> having having gone to a major event where Flowrider was was the theme song, there's a waterboarding would probably be more fun than than having to sit there and listen to flow rider over and over and over again. I actually, I've been to two events where that was a thing. And you can tell Kevin Dunn really likes his flow rider because it plays at every break in the action. And it is unbelievably torturous at times.
0: You know what the, the, like the all time nightmare WWE group is? Oh. Flo Rida, Georgia Line.
2: <laughs> oh, God, that's so bad. <laughs> damn. D- delete your account. Just don't. Damn. Oh, Take a bow. Take a bow for that pun.
0: Go. I'm proud Go of over. it. I I've uh, made it yeah. before. Mm-hmm. I was at the, the Night of Champions in Nashville, I think it was, when Florida, Georgia Line was on commentary. And I was like, damn, I'm so oh. happy that I'm not listening to this. So happy.
2: Worse on commentary, Florida Georgia Line or David Otunga.
0: Oh man, David Otunga. Like, well, the thing about David Otunga is, if at the end of the show I'll be like, "Was David Otunga on commentary?" <laughs> my, That's what I'll say.
2: My favorite aside was when he was bragging about the, how what awards and record sales won't get won't won't pay for a Harvard education. I'm like, man, do you know how many celebrities got into the Ivy League due to being celebrities? Shut up, David Otunga.
0: Somebody, uh, Whiskey72, or Whiskey72 in our comments says, Kalista did some of those lucha things. He sure as hell did. <laughs> <laughs> he did some lucha things.
2: <laughs> okay. I guess so Team know.
0: SmackDown's backstage. Mm. Tag teams. Heath Slater and Rhino trying to rally the troops. They brought in a motivational speaker, none other than King... Booker,
2: King Booker, all oh, hail King this Booker. Was,
0: this was a good spot for him.
2: I liked it. I, I liked the. uh <laughs> I liked Mojo before, and then when he's smiling and kind of corpsing while Booker's doing his bit, and the camera just subtly pans away from Mojo <laughs> so you don't see his smiling face because you're supposed to be taking this seriously. I, you know, and I love Breezango's fashion police gimmick to death. So you know what? It it was a perfectly. Entertaining spot. I liked
0: it. Uh, <laughs> these thing like this is why I asked, begged for them to just add some stakes to some of this shit. Mm. Just give them a reason to get along backstage. Say even that that he Slater and Rhino took this so seriously that they offered offered their titles up in a tag team turmoil match. If these yeah. people won. Like this so, is how much them succeeding means.
2: I, I agree with you three thousand percent. We've gone over it every week. I, I just yeah. brand pride is not enough, especially when one brand's leadership is so annoying. Whenever they cut promos, that you just can't believe that anybody would want to get behind and fight for the for the honor of Stephanie McMahon.
0: Yep. Brizango cited uh, <laughs> Booker T. Booger T. Now do you think he'll be able to go to like fashion school to work that off or do you think he's going to have <laughs> points taken off of his license? I think
2: I think he gonna go work? To, I think there's an online fashion school he can go to within an hour. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> but it's it but it ends up being as much as the ticket anyway. So what's the point?
2: Yeah. But you don't get points on your license and you don't uh you don't have to like go to fashion jail.
0: Booker T used to wear tights with flames on it. He's not getting any more points on his license. No. Not a chance. He used to wear the Breathe Right strips in the ring, too. Nikki Bella versus Carmella. This is a program we've seen go on for, for a long time. Mm-hmm. Charlotte shows up in a raw shirt with a ticket in her hand, escorted by someone, because I always get escorted to ringside, too, when I have a ticket. So good to see that Charlotte did.
2: I just think the ushers wanted to make sure that she was in the right seat, which was A-1. <laughs>
0: Nikki busted Charlotte in the chops with the Nikki Haru Belisawa forearm, and then drags her over the barricade. Uh, I wish she would have really done it World Star style, like <laughs> really let her have. Like I mean, like and then continued to just drag her along the ringside area. That would have been really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carmella tries to help, but she gets murdered by Team Raw. Now, what I think out of this is you never, ever, ever. Have Dana Brooke and Nia Jax collaborate on any fucking thing ever again. Pardon my French. I don't curse this much when I watch anything besides wrestling.
2: Let's go into what made me angry about this segment. Uh, Number one, it was very unclear to me that Carmella was attacking the Raw people. I thought she was joining in and beating up Nikki at first, (laughs) which I thought was hilarious. Bailey's involvement... In a five on one beatdown, your yep. most over baby face, your role model to little girls, joins a gang. That's what happens when you don't give any reason. With no for characteriz- characterization whatsoever. At least have her be a reluctant participant that gets bullied by Charlotte into joining so she seems not like a weak link for the team. You know, have a vignette, take care of your characters take the second step in writing and lodging and going why is she doing this right now because if wrestling were a product worth caring about this would have turned off all your little girls all your little fans this would have been the end of her merchandise you can't just explain away well she's really devoted to raw That, that doesn't it doesn't buy any points when a good guy is doing something bad, okay? Especially the best of the good guys in Bailey, whose heart is pure and is a role model to children. How they were this blind and this dumb to just let her go out there and do that willy-nilly. Again, I don't know if my anger is justified here, if it's the writer talking in me. Because I don't know how people in the arena with children look and, and go, look, it's just, it's and, and then they'll just forget it the next week when she's getting dressed down by Charlotte on Raw. I don't know that. But I know that there are certain characters worth protecting, and Bailey is a character worth protecting, and you should have protected her here.
0: And nobody really on SmackDown have they been trashing? like Bailey anything like any reason to make her go off like that by the way Nikki Bella chipped a tooth in this she is on talking smack with a chipped tooth head over to at fightful online on twitter and uh, you can see a picture of it yeah she got her grill busted
2: mm. I'm I'm so I don't know how you're in this how
0: you're in the writers room and maybe somebody did say this and and you're not like hey why would Bailey do this? Why would so many of these people do this? Why weren't they given a reason to do this besides brand pride? Because
2: Sean Ross said damn it, she loves being a WWE superstar on the flagship show. <laughs> it's like, you Jeez. idiots. Oh, I'm so mad about that. Meanwhile, <laughs> I got her
0: talking about how, how much she misses NXT. <laughs>
2: I'd actually like that as a gimmick. The person who can't let go of the past, like the high school yeah. quarterback. It's like, Oh yeah. Remember that one, you remember that one time in NXT when we had that oh, Iron match? Wasn't that Bo great? Dallas?
0: That's good. would be perfect for Bo Dallas.
2: <laughs> you remember when I was champion there and we had that ladder match Neville? Wasn't that great?
0: That was awesome. <laughs> we just, that was, that's, that's brilliant. That's, that is, that is like <laughs> the ascension. Imagine if they just stopped doing the whole wasteland horse shit that they're doing and they're like, just... Remember? <laughs>
2: Remember NXT? Remember Man. when we had deep divisions?
0: Remember when the show was fun to watch every week? Remember? Remember when we held the titles for a year and the division was so shallow they had to bring in two Cool? Remember that Too Cool
2: match? Remember Scotty Too Hotty and the Worm? Remember? Remember when he showed
0: up? Remember when he showed up and he looked twenty years earlier than he did during his original run? Yeah. Like. (laughs) God. Remember when
2: Bo Dallas had security carry him out on a golf cart? Remember.
0: (laughs) Jeez. Somebody says Sean Rossap signed Tate. I have messaged Misha Tate. I don't. I don't know what she wants to do. Um. I'll talk. I'll talk. Talk talk about that. I yeah. We will.
2: (laughs) <laughs> I can't believe we did a member Barry's bit. That is so fantastic. Hey. I'm loving you got this. It. I'm loving this season, by the way.
0: You got it. But yeah, Dana Brooke and she whipped somebody oh my into God. Nia Jack. And these two barely need to be doing stuff on their own, much less doing them together.
2: <laughs> Nia Jack's lumbering towards the uh collapsible barricade. <laughs> When, when when Becky Lynch is already like 20 feet away from it is is a sight to behold.
0: <laughs> Man.
2: But on the other hand, part of that brawl enthralled me. I enjoyed watching quite a bit of it. I just thought the logic in a lot of this is just so stupid. It, it, it defies reason. But, you know, I liked watching Naomi come off and finally do a move that looked clean.
0: Yeah, I did. I like that, too. I did like that. We had a the eight-man tag. This is what I said they should have been doing for quite a while. They should have been having their people team up against a host of other people as a warm-up, as a, warm a tune-up. What do you think?
2: Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, and then build it up eventually to the four-on-four team thing. You know, you have two teams do this, two teams do that, two teams, you know... They are kind of doing that a bit, but they don't have a they don't have a big enough roster to do that every week to have the four on four t- or the like four on four or five on five. You know, unless you just like imported half of evolve in
0: Yeah. Huh. Hmm.
2: But overall, I mean, I, you know, the, the match – I mean, and then it makes no sense for the Usos to then all of a sudden start doing babyface moves. I just – I thought that was a little – It's
0: brand unity, bro. Oh, uh, yeah. It'll make you do crazy things.
2: Like lose continuity in all sense? Okay.
0: <laughs> Evidently. It's just uh, – the thing that, that frustrates me so much about it is it's such an easy thing to do.
2: Yeah, it, all it does is – all it needs is care. All you need to do is care and take that second step and go why why are we watching this right now and why is this
0: important. Not only that it books your show for the next month. Yeah. It does it does the work for you. Uh, One of the teams gets something for winning or just the sole survivors, just the ones who survive get something for winning. Yeah, care- they are given an incentive. Now, Smackdown was given an incentive. To not lose because the Undertaker was going to kill them if they lost. <laughs> I don't think he'll be He's going followed. to murder them. He is going to
2: commit homicide on national television. He
0: said they were. <laughs> he was going to take their souls. What does that consist of? Oh, I where's know. Muhammad Hassan? <laughs> <laughs> where's the under faker?
2: Where I- is? The executioner. James Ellsworth is going to be killed by The Undertaker. I guarantee that. I guarantee you he blows this match for them, and then he is fed to The Undertaker, and that's how they write him off. It's going to be fantastic when it happens. Oh, man.
0: And he shouldn't come back until the Royal Rumble. And
2: he should come back with the chin.
0: It'll be great. A, a full, like, <laughs> WWE page, K- Uriah Faber butt chin. Do you remember me, myself, and Irene? Yes. <laughs> like that. Like that. That's how. I-
2: this is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24 7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgrainger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Needs to come back. <laughs> Oh, man. I, yeah, I, I, just, I just, you know, it, it's, it's just taking the time to write it out and going, why is this important to them other than the fact that it's our product? And they don't do it. So
0: Here we are, 30 minutes into our show, and SmackDown's pretty much over. Either way...
2: Well, I did like, you know, on this main event segment. I did I did also like Ellsworth. Ellsworth again is the best actor on this roster right now cuz his reaction to the uh to the Undertaker coming out was fantastic.
0: Yeah. Somebody says, "Didn't Stephanie say there uh, something of their jobs being on the line?" Yes. As a wise man once said, "There's fear of losing your job, but that'll just make you work hard enough to not get fired." No, it
2: it's shoehorned in there though. It, it it's one of those things that they threw in there at the last minute that they may or may not pay off kind of like the lockbox. if you remember that it's, in the whole shane stephanie feud but from before it's like
0: <laughs> she's gonna fire her five biggest stars on raw
2: right outside
0: I, of brock lesnar give me a break she's not doing that
2: yeah no they I, know that you could have built up that firing stipulation if you would really want to do it. it's kinda of like you know, it's like a lot of things these days. It's like the women's hell in a cell match. Is it gonna be the main event or isn't it? Well, at the last minute it is, and so now on TV and continuity it was the main event. It's like, well, why didn't you take care of this stipulation then?
0: Yeah. Ugh. Edge has a righteous beard. But here's my problem. Gray. Pardon my language again. Uh oh. They made him say fucking fantasy warfare.
2: Yes. They made him say buzzwords, corporate buzzwords, instead of speaking from the heart. And it's just, it comes off so phony. And so, I mean, and and his whole role out there was to come out there and introduce the Undertaker. He really didn't have a purpose all that much, except to be there.
0: Yeah. Which, I mean, they they wanted to bring back SmackDown Legends for SmackDown 900. I'm fine with that.
2: Yeah, I'm fine with that. It's just, it's like, wow. You have a guy who's actually a paid actor who can actually do something for you, and you have him saying these dumb words like fantasy warfare come to life.
0: If I were them, I would have done a little something maybe with JBL. He was a big, Deal. big... Uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: In fact, I mean, he, he, could, was, he was you an know what?
0: important part of SmackDown. If there's
2: a guy to give a pep talk early in the show, it's JBL. It really is, when you think about it. Yeah, SmackDown. That, that would have
0: been that would have been good. Yeah, but, Smack- I mean they try to portray you know, him as a heel and all that.
2: Well, but he they don't at the same time because he's such a light hearted heel. I mean he's not really angry. He's the funny Jerry Lawler type heel kind of thing where he's just looking for wisecracks. But if you put him on in the beginning where he goes, look. When I was on Raw, I was an acolyte, and they wouldn't let me do anything until I came to SmackDown, and then I could be my own man, and I turned myself into one of the greatest champions SmackDown's ever seen. Boom. There you go. Or even John Cena for a special appearance. Yeah. I wouldn't,
0: wouldn't have been bad either. Like, Why not? Why not John Cena? They couldn't have had him in for one night, or they could have filmed that
2: shit elsewhere. You know what? With Cena, though, that's a different thing because then people may have gone, well, these aren't really the all the A players they could have put on this show. I can see why they might be hesitant about that. But I like the JBL idea a lot.
0: Yeah, they they, they should have. I mean, they they brought in Booker T. They brought in uh, The Undertaker. That was cool. Of course, the, mm-hmm. the greatest SmackDown legends, the Headbangers. <laughs> why why not have michelle mccool she was a little bit she was on smackdown a little bit okay. undertaker's there have her on there you know rally rally up her troops <laughs> oh the smackdown legends so that was smackdown it was you know not the worst show not the best show
2: no it was it was a it was a five out of ten if you were gonna put on that kind of scale it was directly in the middle of being neither good nor bad
0: so you said you wanted to talk about Misha Tate retiring did that was the did that come as a surprise to you she uh teased this last year or didn't tease it. She flirted with the idea
2: no it, it didn't come as a surprise to me at all um because I think after the the fight in July look w- once is once is a fluke twice is a pattern to me in terms of getting dominated and I think after she won the title something mentally possibly subconsciously said i've reached the top of my mountain and something in the effort kind of went okay that that's all i can do here and it takes a lot of it takes a lot of both mental and physical toughness to then go back in and go all right i have to start from square one and i'm you know in my early 30s or at least approaching 30 do I really want to go through all this again just to get where I've already been? And I wasn't shocked at all that Misha Tate retired.
0: Hopefully she will join us over here at Fightful. Nice. That would be cool. I reached out to her beforehand. I reach out to a lot of people, though. You know, it's funny. <laughs> there, are, there are about six people that I reached out to who now have podcasts, who started podcasts immediately after. So timing is key. <laughs> Very key. <sighs> we had UFC two oh five this weekend. What did you think of Connor F and McGregor?
2: I am still amazed. Number one that he's still champ, not a, let alone two division champs, because I've always <laughs> I've always thought he's out kicking his coverage on these things in terms of timing mm. in terms of opponents. It never ceases to amaze me how guys get in the octagon with Connor. And decide to just lose all sense of what got them to the dance and to brawl with Connor as opposed i mean not that Eddie Alvarez was having a lot of luck wrestling with connor but yeah to to do a pure stand up fight with him was dumb it, it's george Ger- yeah. Gergel syndrome where it's no, like- he, he
0: screwed up I, I, now keep in mind i he'll he'll probably find me and kill me because he lives about an hour from me but that affected George Grudel syndrome, affected Dustin Hazlett too. He would go yeah. in there and he would strike with Paul Daly at the urging of his camp. It doesn't work,
2: yeah. I'm not, you know yeah. what, and I wouldn't be surprised if the UFC urges people to do this in these high profile fights. Like, remember, you have to be entertaining, remember, you have to keep the crowd in this. We don't want something boring, so make sure you, you know, try and do as much stand up as you can with Connor,
0: <laughs> okay. So, I spoke to a few WWE employees. By the way, guys, if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube page, leave us a thumbs up, share the share the uh, page, the podcast, the site on fi- on uh, Facebook, Facebook groups, uh, Reddit, Twitter, all that stuff. I talked to a couple people in WWE, and they said they they confirmed to me early yesterday Triple H is the one that's pushing this. He was at the event, obviously, and. He understands it. He gets it. But Vince McMahon doesn't necessarily. He's aware of Conor McGregor. He's aware that Conor McGregor kind of admires him and does his walk. He's, I was told that Vince McMahon has actually seen McGregor do the, uh, do the walk. Somebody, somebody's saying <laughs> MMA will not be featured in this podcast. The title of this podcast has no mention of MMA. Guys, we cover everything. Wrestling, MMA, boxing. Just because we don't have something in the t- You know what we didn't have in the title? Nikki Bella chipping her tooth. That doesn't mean we're not going to talk about it. We also didn't have Edge's beard. It doesn't mean we're not going to talk about it. There's other things is, in
2: pro wrestling we'll get to, trust us.
0: Yes, and this is pro wrestling related. We can uh, talk about whatever the hell we want on these shows. Anyway.
2: How's your podcast doing?
0: Oh, God, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. I love my viewers. I do,
2: too. I'm it's, sorry. I did. It was just one of those Triple H things. Since we're talking about Triple H. I mean, that's what he – I love my viewers. How's your territory readers, doing?
0: All of them. But, I mean, there are a lot of people that sometimes do that. Somebody says it's still mainly a wrestling podcast. No, it's whatever podcast we want to do. Because I work my ass off and I do a lot of these shows. So My Little Pony. So, uh, you, you, <laughs> no, go ahead with your point. Well, I don't know. What, what was it? I had talked about something the other day for a while. Me and Matt Riddle talk about horror movies Yeah, on our show. But either way. Go ahead. Um, somebody says, talk about how you are working class. I, dude, what is your deal? I'm blocking that dude. Super blocked. Somebody says, I'm sticking up for SRS and get blasted. I'm not blasting you. I'm saying that a lot of people do that. They'll be like, why are you talking MMA on a pro wrestling podcast? It's not a pro wrestling podcast. It is a Sean, fight.com podcast. Sean, Jeff, focus I'm gonna on smack me. You. I'm going to focus smack. on me.
2: Focus I'm gonna on me. Smack you. I'm gonna focus smack on me. You.
0: me. You. me. You. You. Your scrub. Jeff, don't do it.
2: Focus on don't me. Don't do it. Focus on don't
0: me. Don't do it, focus. Jeff. Don't do it. go ahead ahead. somebody says this (laughs) we've still got people arguing about it this (laughs) podcast isn't 49 percent or less on wrestling oh god
2: okay well you know
0: what if we go another two hours and don't talk any wrestling then it will be won't it smart so so triple
2: h is interested in bringing in conor mcgregor for wrestlemania
0: yes not just wrestlemania just appearances and the person who works backstage says he feels like it could be our Tyson at Austin, but we don't have an Austin. This is an employee of the WWE that says this. We do not have a, have an Austin. And it's true. They don't have an Austin.
2: I just think Vince takes a look at Conor McGregor, and then it becomes a Frank Shamrock type of deal. <laughs> where If you remember that story from Jericho's book where Frank Shamrock's coming backstage with Mickey Rourke. He, oh, of course. And he looks at, he looks at him, and he goes... All right, I'll take the small guy. Who you guys got? De- you know, Dean, Chris. We'll take him. And Chris Jericho's like, do you even know who that guy is? It's yeah. Just, I mean, he's he's a smaller guy. I can understand wanting him for his mouth, but then again, he drops so many curse words. I don't know if they'd be able to keep him. I mean, it's like hiring a Diaz brother with a bad accent. It's like, you know, I I, I understand why, and I understand that. You know, Triple H especially has a thing for combat fighters in real sports, I think, to help give WWE a rub. I think he understands that aspect, whereas Vince just kind of wants showmanship for the most part. Yeah. Um I don't think they could match his price tag. So I think this is all a pipe dream.
0: All I know is. If they get Conor McGregor, it will well, it'll oh, be as big as they make it.
2: It'll be must see and I think he'll end up knocking out the big show. I think Big Show's going to have to get his nose broken again, much like the Floyd Mayweather thing. Because that'll be Vince's yeah. instinct is to put the biggest guy he can in there who 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 he doesn't need to protect and that would be Big Show.
0: But Big Show's doing a thing with Shaq already.
2: Yeah. Kane,
0: I know. There's still people arguing about this. Listen, guys, I do five shows a week and the quintuple podcaster does what the fuck he wants. (laughs) That's what's up. That's what's up. If they land Conor McGregor, that's a big deal. And I, I see, it's funny. I see people on like ESPN. They're like, no, he does not deserve a piece of the UFC. I beg you, beg you people to familiarize yourself with the situation. Because there ain't a chance in hell they get $4.2 billion without Conor McGregor. Not a chance. And since then, he's broken the pay-per-view record since that sale happened. And he came close to it again Saturday.
2: It's certainly a gamble, but it's also a bad precedent um, <laughs> for it other is. fighters. And also, it's really... The bet is that... that Conor McGregor's not going to be around for a while, but that 1% or any equity they give him will be around for the life of the company. So so you gotta, you gotta measure those costs and see. And I think personally, I think the UFC is better off saying no, because I think in the long run, there'll be other stars. Eventually Conor's hot right now. I think
0: they're going to have to pay out. They're going to have to pay out.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: Somebody says, could current day SRS take out Emmanuel Yarbrough in a fight if they fought today? Serious wow. question. I don't know. I do not know. It's MMA. Anything could happen. I don't know.
2: My I, know a lot guys on
0: my, I know there's a lot of guys on my team who could beat virtually about 85% of the people who fought in the original UFCs, as could any MMA fighter pro MMA fighter these days
2: everyone except Art Jimmerson because that dude
0: god the legend the legend
2: (laughs) you got any thoughts on this uh Joey Styles thing or no
0: yeah I do yeah I'll like I put in the comment section like if if Jimmy Vance said hey Sean don't talk about punching babies on this podcast and I got on here and I said you know what Jimmy Van told me to not talk about punching babies, but how dare you tell me not to punch babies and then hand me a live mic because I'm going to go punch that baby. I'm probably losing my job.
2: And that to me is the correct take cuz I think the <laughs> I think there's a little bit not that it's not warranted, but there's a little bit of pearl clutching here in terms of the content of the joke. Yes. Absolutely. There's a little bit of I mean, especially look, if, if you were a fan of Jerry Lawler at any point and you're outraged at what Joey Ry- Joey Joey Ryan <laughs> Well, you can probably fold that in, but what Joey Styles says, there's a little hypocrisy there. I get the anger though. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not dismissing any feelings of anybody It was not funny
0: joke either. It's a
2: it was a crappy joke. He was doing a crappy job on commentary. But the most important thing to take away is you're expressly told not to say something. Don't say it. Period. Now, for me, I think the fallout is a little much. I mean, because other companies have now said we will no longer use Joey Styles. And I think, you know, for a guy who's given so much to the business, I think...
0: <laughs> not. A- Chikara, I understand. Because, I mean, that you can't that's, curse that's, at all on their show. That's and- cool.
2: But Beyond also said no. Beyond...
0: You know, I don't get it.
2: I mean, it, it's one of those things where a guy who's given that much to the business should – I mean, maybe he has to go away for a while and they'll give him a second chance, but to go out like that in such disgrace, I don't know. I, I agree kind of with the sentiment that he deserves better, but maybe he doesn't. I don't know. I'm I'm still kind of a little frustrated on that. I mean, and I don't mean it la- that harshly, like maybe he doesn't, but maybe it's just a good way to go out and to leave and to not look yeah. back because – Maybe you know. Maybe time has just passed him by.
0: Somebody says, (laughs) "Did anybody even know that Joey Styles was working for Chikara and beyond?" I didn't, to be honest with you. I had no idea, and I cover wrestling. I knew he was
2: working for Chikara. So,
0: raw ratings uh, went up a little bit. This is, I could see this happening for for a little while. You don't have any more World Series. You don't have any more election coverage for a little while. That's, I think that'll help.
2: They were up against the Bengals. Of course, more people are going to watch wrestling.
0: Can't argue that. (laughs) Can't argue that at all. The Rock is people's sexiest man alive. Jeff, you you lost again.
2: Second place, 25 years running.
0: Damn. You won (laughs) Times Person of the Year in 2006, though.
2: Yeah, but I have to share it with, like, you and Rob. So? (laughs)
0: What's wrong with that?
2: I want for myself. I got an ego to say. Hey,
0: your ratings will beat Rob's again this week.
2: <laughs> well, that's a, that's a good thing, but uh, <laughs> there, there's some there's some wrestling-related news with him, too.
0: There is. I've, I've mentioned it a couple times. He's working for Flow Slam, so we hate him, and we hope nothing media. but the worst.
2: Co-opted we media. Hurt. My God. What is going on to, in this world?
0: Somebody said, what's up with the dress shirt? I need to come out here with full player haters ball stuff on and a cigar and just trash rob the whole time (laughs) (laughs) it's just
2: oh i forgot it was retro sweatshirts last week i need to pull out one next week remind me
0: please i just dress nicer in the winter people always ask me that. i just dress nicer in the winter
2: I, i wear work clothes all day and usually usually by the time this comes on i'm still in my gym clothes from after work so it's just like whatever okay yeah
0: yeah
2: I don't need Somebody to be pretty that. for you people. It's a podcast. You should be listening. Well, actually, you're watching it on the site, so never mind. Oh, we get way <laughs> more
0: people watching. And it's so weird. Like just, I never expected that. I I'm, never expected that. Like when I was uh, Wrestling Inc, we decided to start going on YouTube. Like we started to upload the audio on YouTube, and that did well. And then we were like, well, uh, obviously we want to progress to video, and we did that. And I mean, man, it shot the viewers and the. Obviously, the viewers, but uh, the the base it just blew it through the roof, and it, that happens here as well.
2: Anything on NXT that uh, intrigues you at all on the on the uh, for the takeover? I,
0: oh, takeover! I was gonna say I don't watch the weekly show. I'm binge watching it this week, so I know what I'm talking about going into this show. Hmm. Let me peep out the card. As long as Alex has it updated, he better.
2: You got to teach Alex how to to send out one tweet at a
0: time. Oh, my God. So, uh, (laughs) guys, about that. We have what is called an RSS feed, which I barely know how that works, but we have a thing that pulls our stories as they publish from an RSS feed and puts them on Twitter. As you may have noticed this morning, mine went guano crazy, and we – Needless to say, we'll not be working with that company ever again because it happened on our main account last week at Fightful Online. Go follow us. We will have something up uh, this week, probably by tomorrow. That made me – I was livid. I was <laughs> livid. Somebody says, Rob's got heat with all of this. Uh, yeah, he hasn't eaten a hat. And he thinks he's, he can just get away with it. He thinks he can just go with the flow and not eat a hat. Wow.
2: Well, I, th- I think uh, I think one of the fringe sports for flow will be competitive hat eating. So maybe we'll get it, it live should. on that after a marching band competition, which actually intrigues me, to be honest with you.
0: <laughs> so this this NXT takeover Toronto event, mm-hmm. I, I'm excited for Bobby Roode versus Ty Dillinger, Revival versus DIY. That's going to be good. Nakamura Joe will be good as of course. Not looking forward to authors of pain TM sixty one, but no. I think they'll surprise me. Maybe you're
2: looking forward to Dillinger and Rude, huh? That's interesting. Yeah, I, I
0: like Ty Dillinger.
2: Okay, I think it'll be okay. I just it's Ty Dillinger has hit this point now where the crowd has started to get behind him when he's really kind of been relegated in a slot. So this is going to be the time to do something magical with him. I think, and I think Bobby Rude really needs to up up it to another level to be a main event player in NXT. So, I mean, that'll be interesting, but uh, the, the, the women's match is interesting to me.
0: Somebody said maybe Rob will move to a country where hats are banned. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man. Mickey
2: James and Oscar.
0: Uh, I'm sure Oscar will make it passable, but yeah. And, and Mickey James, Hey, in her prime, she was good, but mm-hmm. I don't, know how she'll do in this i'm hoping for the best
2: yeah it, it's she has a weird place in women's wrestling history because she was never on that kind of mount rushmore with with trish and lita in the talk when she was in wwe and then she, went she over, had a better cast around her maybe she could yeah, have been yeah she didn't have much of a cast and then she went over to tna after you know gail kim and awesome kong had been having great matches and she had decent passable matches with bad angles, you know, getting hit by a train. So, oh. I mean, this is, uh, this is why it intrigues me a bit, because it, it, it dep- I think it depends on how much of the years of quote-unquote sports entertainment are in Mickey James versus being a quote-unquote wrestler, and her and Asuka being able to take off some certain restraints that WWE seems to like to put on people. And having you know, kind of a ass-kicking type of match. I, I'm I'm very intrigued by this. This could be a feast or famine.
0: I would go as far as to say that up until this WrestleMania, and maybe I'm missing something, she had probably the most important and best women's match in WrestleMania history with Trish Stratus yeah. at 22. Mm-hmm. Because I remember that match. I was pumped for that match, and it was good. Like working the leg, and she did that spot where she dropped. Trish's leg over the top rope. I was, I loved it. No, I love the and, match, but, but in terms of the narratives,
2: they, they, they always go, Oh, and stars like Trish and Lita and it's never, and yeah. Mickey James. You know, it, it's yeah, very, it's very true. It's very weird to me, but I'm, 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 I'm fascinated by this match. You know, I think DIY and the revival are going to be pretty awesome because the revival are such big card guys now in terms of having great tag team matches.
0: We'll do quick Survivor Series predictions. Miz versus Sami Zayn.
2: Uh, I'm going to say Miz.
0: I'm going to say Sami. Okay. Kendrick versus Kalisto. Kendrick. I'm going to say Kalisto.
2: Okay.
0: Team Raw versus Team SmackDown tag team match. Uh,
2: Let's see. I think uh, SmackDown. I think American alpha wins this.
0: I do too. Team raw versus team SmackDown women's match
2: raw. I think, I think most of them survive. I think, uh, Alicia Fox gets beaten. Maybe Bailey loses due to something Charlotte does, but I think the other three survive.
0: I agree. Team
2: raw versus team SmackDown men's raw wins because James Ellsworth blows it for SmackDown.
0: James Ellsworth is the David S. Pumpkins of WWE. <laughs> they have gone all in on James Ellsworth. Yeah. They really have. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Hey. You
2: know, I mean, because I think the guys that they really want to protect are on the Raw uh, roster. I think oh, Ro- yeah. Roman and Braun. Probably, I think the Wyatts probably just bail on Team SmackDown at some point, kind of like Bad News Brown did back in the day.
0: Yeah, literally everybody on Team Raw besides Chris Jericho is somebody they would want to protect on SmackDown.
2: Mm-hmm. Nobody not so much. really. Yeah.
0: Rock Lesnar versus Goldberg, I got to go Lesnar here.
2: Um yeah, I mean the only way I could see Goldberg winning is some sort of interference by Shane if they want to set up that for WrestleMania and then he gets like a fluke pin, but you know, he's old WCW Vince like spiking the football. And it, depending on Goldberg's, how he does, it'll, it'll be whether or not he gets a WrestleMania match. So I'm going to say Brock here as well.
0: Somebody says, SRS, you should do a Q&A podcast. Uh, we might do that sometime soon because...
2: Holidays coming up. <laughs> there ain't going to be much. Yeah.
0: The Fridays and stuff, I, you know, sometimes I'll do like podcasts. Sometimes I'll do updates, things of that nature. But yeah, I'll probably do one. I just... I don't like – I don't know. Sometimes people ask some kind of unusual questions. But, yeah. um, Actually, you know what? I I will do that because this person had a really good idea to post the questions on our forum, uh, which I got to announce one of our contest guys. We're going to be giving a Phil Singer Game Starter Pack away. What we're going to do is we're going to ask you to, in probably about 300 to 500 words, maybe less – your best WrestleMania 33. It is 33 coming up, right? I think so. Storyline. Put it in a, a forum post, and uh, we will have an independent panel of judges, and you'll win a Phil Singer game starter pack. I will start that thread this week, but uh, yeah, I'll also start a Q&A thread, and you all can ask us questions. Really, I'll answer anything as long as it's appropriate. Jeff anything to tell it, it, the shake them ropes still exist. Uh, it should still exist. Uh, we'll, well, we
2: may talk about that on the air, the future of right. shake them ropes. Um, yeah, we'll be going over survivor series as well. Raw, Smackdown, uh, our top 100 match this week, the first Shawn Michaels versus the undertaker match from WrestleMania. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, and we'll talk about, uh, you know, there'll be a lot. Of, I think there'll be quite a bit of flow sports talk. And Rob will keep you up to date on hat-eating activities of all
0: kinds. You can follow me at Sean Ross SAP. I am hashtag verified. How's that feel, Jeff?
2: I got plenty of friends mm. who are verified. What do you want a cookie? But are you? No, I don't need it.
0: See, I. I hate podcasters that have like gimmicks. And somebody was like, You should run an egomaniac gimmick with the verified thing. I'm like, I'm already an egomaniac. Yeah, this is, this, is, this, is, this is no gimmick. You should see the email he I sends me. Goes, I didn't need the check mark for that. The only, and the only emails I send you are. Where the fuck is your invoice? Oh Jeff? no no
2: no no no! I got I get emails that say, "Hey Jeff, can you try not to be an anchor for my brilliant takes on tonight's podcast, please?" Because I, you know, you're you're. It's like dealing with Rob. I mean, you're you're both the same. That's why he had to leave because you were both so similar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we have a podcast. I can't tomorrow hold night on with, to that.
2: I'm sorry, guys.
0: Tomorrow <laughs> night with Showdown Joe talking MMA. Matt Riddle Thursday afternoon, of course. We got all kinds of stuff this weekend. Jeez, I can't even comprehend. After NXT Takeover Toronto, then Sunday afternoon, then Sunday after uh, Survivor Series. Somebody asked why you dress like John Cena.
2: You can't see me, so you can't see me. That's exactly why it's a podcast. Oh uh,
0: god! Yeah. <laughs>
2: No, actually, I just I I do have a matching shirt and hat tonight. I don't know why. It's just it's just. You have your wristband on? No, no, no. I don't wear that crap. Um,
0: (laughs) Are you wearing jorts right now?
2: Uh, no, I am not. I had to look for some reason. I don't know.
1: Show over.